Today we're going to talk about words of affirmation. So the five love languages that we've been talking about, that we're going to talk about is physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service. And so several weeks ago we talked about, uh, well, what is language? We said that language was the method of human communication, either it was spoken, it was written, and it consisted of the use of words in a structured, conventional way. Uh, but when we talk about language, we say it can extend beyond just mere words, but it also goes into our actions and times and, and the giving of our time uh, to others. But today we're going to talk specifically about uh, words and the use of words. Words are a powerful thing. It was by his word that God created the heavens and the earth. And so um, today we're going to continue on the journey on how to communicate to our children through the use of words of affirmation. It doesn't matter whether they're five days old or whether they're 50 years old. It is important for us to continue to work on our communication uh, to our children. I just turned 50, as many of you know. To some, that is old. To others, I'm still just a young pup. That's right. Uh, but I love it when my mom and my dad communicates to me uh, in one of those five love languages. And so I told you a few weeks ago, my folks were here, and we had an opportunity to spend time with each other. And they showered on me gifts. They took me out to dinner. And and uh, words of affirmation and all of those wonderful things and I was just like a little child just feeling so special and so spoiled and so doesn't matter whether they're five days old doesn't matter whether they're 50 years old we want to work on our communication uh, with our children and so we said the last lesson we talked about physical touch now physical touch we said is important how many of you remember when the Lord touched you I can still remember that day when I first had that touch. And it was more than just a mental thing. It was I could feel the touch and the presence of the Lord in my physical body. When I received the power of the Holy Ghost, when the Lord moved on me, I felt and embraced the love of God. And in the same manner, I believe we should, we should do that. And so, but even beyond physical touch, the Lord gives to us his word. And so today, um, we're going to go beyond physical touch. We're going to talk about words of affirmation. Now, the Bible, the word of God, has much to say about words. And so we're going we're gonna to read through a few scriptures that talk about uh, word. If you have your Bibles, I want to I quickly go to the book of Psalms, and we'll kind of uh, flip through them quickly, but the first verse I want you to read is Psalms 107, verse number 20. <clears throat> the scripture says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And so the word, it healed His people. There's something that is healing in a relationship when you speak words of affirmation to your children. 
And so there is power in the words that you speak. We have to be mindful. Sometimes <clears throat> we will uh, open our mouth before we engage our brain sometimes. And it is important for us to think about, even with our children, it's important for us to think about the words that we speak. Because our words can either heal, as it did in this scripture, or it can wound. Psalms 119.103, it says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Verse 114 says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. There's something about God's word that we can attach ourselves to when it comes to hope. Our children, when we speak to them, when we tell them that we're going to do something for them, something special, something nice, they have a hope in that word. My grandson has a tremendous memory. So if we tell him <clears throat> that we're going to do something for him, it doesn't matter how long, it's, if it's been a day or five days, he's going to remember and he's going to remind because he has put hope in that word that I have spoken unto him. And so we have to be mindful. Uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, and I'm reading in the New English translation, it reads this way. It says, anxiety in a person's heart weighs him down, but an encouraging word brings him joy. There's something about joy that is brought to the life of our children when we encourage them. You know as well as I do, life, especially in a child and in a teen, during the teenage years, it's kind of up and down, even as adults. That's just how life is. But it's something that, that helps us when somebody comes along and they encourages us. And so we ought to think about how we can encourage our children. A man Proverbs 15 and 23 says, A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good is it? Proverbs 16 and 24 says this, Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Words are powerful. Proverbs 25 and 11 says this, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pitchers of silver. James 126, now we've seen the positive effects of a word, but the scripture also reminds us that our words can be used in the opposite manner. James 1.26 says this, says, If any man uh, among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. James 3 and 5 says this, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter of little fire kindleth. Verse 6 goes on and says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, 
that it defileth the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell in <clears throat> verse 8 reads this way but the tongue can no man tame it is unruly evil full of deadly poisons so we can see how the tongue, how the mouth, how the words that we speak, how that it can affect not only ourselves, but those that are around us. Thank God for the Holy Ghost who helps us. That's why when we receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, the evidence that we have submitted ourselves, our lives to him, is that initial speaking in tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives utterance, showing that we have uh, com committed ourselves and, and given ourselves unto him. And so we ought to walk in that. Even when we are raising our children, even when we are talking to others, we ought to be mindful of the words that we speak. Words are a powerful thing. And so words of affirmation, that's what we're going we're gonna to be talking about. We see what the scripture says about the power of words. A question was asked of little Sam. Sam uh, repeated the question. Does my father love me? Why, yes, Sam replied. He says, he always cheers for me when I play hockey. Uh, and, and when the game is over, he thanks me for playing hard. It was those words that encouraged Sam. And he felt like his father cared for him, not because of how well he played, but because he did his very best and it was those words of expression that caused Sam to have good feelings uh, about himself and he says if I made a mistake he tells me uh, don't worry about it just keep doing your best and so when we express love to our children words are a powerful thing and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down there because I want you to, to grasp the emphasis and the importance of what I'm saying. Words are a powerful thing. When you think about God created the heavens and the earth and he spoke them into existence. We are created in his image. We have the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. When we speak, when we say things, something will happen. And so when you speak to your children, you want to make sure that the words you speak are words of affirmation. Words of affection and endearment, words of praise and encouragement, and those that give positive guidance all say to our children, I care about think about this if words of affirmation words of endearment words of infect, uh, affection words of praise words of encouragement communicate to them that I care about you what about the other side of the spectrum words that are discouraging words that are are, are those that pull down and cause them to feel in a negative way about themselves they communicate that I don't care for you. And so, though the, uh, uh, the important thing for us 
to remember is what we, what we communicate and how we communicate. The impact on our children can be life-changing. How we communicate to them in words can be life-changing. Likewise, words uh, that are cutting, that come from anger and frustration can damage our children emotionally. Sometimes when you feel that, that rise of anger and frustration, sometimes you just need to take a step back and then address it later. Anger and frustration sometimes cause us to communicate in ways that are detrimental uh, to our children. When we communicate to our children, especially adult children, who can understand the depths of the words that we speak, sometimes when we say things out of frustration and anger, they cut in a way that you can't physically see with your eyes. But way down on the inside, it cuts and it causes hurt and damage that sometimes some children are not able to recover from. And so I, I, I really, I, on that point, for those of us that have adult children uh, that may get frustrated sometimes, it's important to remember that, especially when they comprehend. Children, no matter how old they are, no matter how young they are, they, they, they latch on to the words that we speak. And when we say things to them, they believe they mean what they say. And that is so true. And, and along those lines, so then once you say that word that is cutting or whatever, it seems to undo all the other words that you spoke of love and, and affection and stuff to them. And so it's not easily repaired just by you speaking love once again. It may take a while. You know, a repair is just that. It's a repair. You can't make it whole again. Thank God by the power of the Holy Ghost, he can restore and make brand new. But we have to be mindful of the things that we say. Yes, Mother. Praise the Lord. Um, they'll get 50 years old and tell you something that you said way back when they were very, very young. And if it's a, if it's a negative thing, a very negative thing, they'll get 50 years old and act on it. And it's very, what, you, what you're teaching is very important. I, I hope they get it. I hope we get it because it's important. You say words like, uh, you, you don't even have to say them. They can, they can just get the feeling. You can't even give them the feeling that you don't like my mama. You know, you don't like my, you don't like my mama. And they hate you because they think you don't like their mama. And God knows where that will go. God knows how far that will go. They, they might want to. She said something very important 
there that, that I hope we heard. You know, they could be 50 years old and still remember something that you said to them when they were young. So I know there was a time in my life where I didn't have wings and a halo. No. Yeah. <laughs> but there were some times in my life as a teenager where I, was, I wasn't a very good person. And I can remember a time when those that were involved in my life said some things out of frustration, out of maybe a little bit of anger because they were trying to get me turned in the right direction. And to, the, to this day, I mean, I'm, I'm healed. The Lord is, is it's healed all. But the, the words are still right in my mind, and I can remember it. And, and if I think about it for too long, I can, I can almost feel how I felt when those words, because they, they cut. What the person was trying to do was do that shock treatment. And that works for some people, but all of your children don't respond in that manner. You know, some, you know when I was in the military, there were some sailors, I had to shock them. I had to get in their face and, and just do what we do. But there was others, if I did that, they would crumble and they wouldn't make it. And you had to, I had to understand. It's the same way with your children. Words are a powerful thing and they will continue. They will continue. The words, I love you. Children will learn, and, and Mother Bassett also communicated something else. Sometimes, you know, <clears throat> of course, young children, Babies, infants, toddlers, they, they may at that moment may not fully understand the words, I love you. But what they do is, is they associate the feelings with those words. When you pick them up, oh, I love you, and you just hug them and embrace them. There is, a, there is a, an emotional tie to the words that we speak. And so oftentimes, it's not just uh, uh, the words, but sometimes it's how we communicate those words uh, as well. And so children will learn to comprehend these words long before they understand the meaning of the phrase, I love you. These words, like many others, need an emotional message to go along with them so that they can make that connection parent's tone of voice, the gentleness of mood, uh, and also that sense of caring all communicate an emotional warmth and love to a child. And, and, and those feelings uh, eventually are associated with not just the words, I love you, but also other words of affirmation. Infants may not understand the words I love you, but quickly associate the warm feeling that they have that are transmitted along with them through a smile, through a warm embrace, or an affectionate tone of voice. Now, as our children begin to grow, it's important to connect these words in different ways in order to communicate our affection. 
Kathy. She was a, a, a mother of two. Uh, she had a young daughter of her own, but she could remember when she was a little girl, her mother, as she would comb her hair uh, and would tell her, oh, I love your hair, Kathy. And, and Kathy would feel all warm inside because of these words and the mood and the embrace and all of the things that were going on during that time. Later on in Kathy's life, she didn't realize that because she had red hair that she was in what some people would consider the minority. Those redheads, they're fiery. But when others would feel insecure about being different, Kathy felt all warm inside when she thought about her red hair. It was because of the interaction that her and her mother had when she was young. And so it's important that we, we uh, communicate uh, words of affirmation, not only with the words, I love you, but with, oh, you're so beautiful, or, or this. So it's important. Communicate words of affirmation, not just by the words, I love you, but other words that provide praise, that provide affection. Uh, these words are oftentimes used together in combination to communicate uh, our love. But here's the thing. You must be careful uh, to use words of affirmation when the time is appropriate. We don't want to just throw praises and affirmations out when it is not called for. Because what happens is, is then you have children that, if they're not getting praise and affirmation, they start to wonder, well, did I do something wrong? Is something wrong with me? Why is mom and dad not praising me because of this situation? But you want to find the appropriate time and place for words of praise and affection. Praise does, however, help reinforce the expressions of love if used in a genuine, meaningful way that is appropriate and not overused. Okay, so let's, let's talk about encouragement. What is encouragement? What is encouragement? Words that are used to build someone up. What else? actions. So the definition says that encouragement is to instill courage into someone. And so that's one of the things that we want to do in our children. We want to instill courage in them. And we do it even when they're small, when they're young. How about this? The little one all of a sudden begins to, they're crawling around, they begin to pull themselves up, they begin to kind of get their balance, and then they want to they take a step. What do we do? Oh, come on, you can do it. Come on to mommy, come on to daddy, come on to grandma, grandpa. And what does it do for them? It encourages them. Even when they, they lose their balance and they fall down, what do they want to do? They want to get back up because we are encouraging them. Now, think about this. I've never seen it, and I pray that I never do. But if a child is trying to take the next step, and mom and dad says, 
when they fall and say, I knew you couldn't do it. Stay down there. Now, we won't do that with, with little children, but when they start getting older, when we start getting frustrated with them, they hit those teenage years or they hit the adult years, they begin to make decisions and do things, we can encourage them to do better. Or we can discourage them. Sometimes we discourage our children because of the words that we use and that we communicate with them. And when it comes to adult children, what do we say? Well, they're grown. Well, they're still your children. And we still have to encourage them. I'm thankful that even when I stumble and when I fall, that the Lord is there with a word of encouragement. If I walk through that door and just and didn't think I was going to get an encouraging word from the Lord, I probably wouldn't walk through it. want to add to what you're saying um, you can never overestimate when your kid understands because very very young you don't know how strong their brain are and very young they'll take words you say and somehow it connects with their feelings and and when they get old, they may not even know what you said, but when they get older, they, know, they find out the meaning of it. <laughs> they find the meaning of it. I remember one time when I was a, uh, a baby, I was like a year and a half. My mama said I was a year and a half, but I kind of think I must have been at least two. There was a little, a little girl that came to our house and her mother brought her because she she was my mother's friend. And this, this kid beat me up the whole time. Whole time she was there, she beat me up. And, I, and it was a miserable day for me. I still remember the day. And uh, when I got older, I was telling my mother, I said, whatever happened to your friend that you, you know, we were just talking about old times. Whatever happened to your friend that you had when I was little? when the little girl came over and beat me up. <laughs> and she told me, she said, uh, you don't remember that. I said, yes, I do. <laughs> I remember that. And she said, well, what happened? I said, you took me in the bed with you and set me on your tummy, and you taught me how to fight, how to fight back. Never forgot that. Still remember, it's stronger in my mind today than it was back then. And y'all know how old I am. <laughs> That's right. It, it, it is true what she's saying. Children will associate words with feelings. And so that's why you want to make sure that the words that you speak are affirming words, but also not just words, but, but the feelings that, that come along with those words because they will remember. And, 
And, and the brain is a powerful thing. Children, and, and I forget the, 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 the things that they learn before age six or seven, uh, much of what we learn in life when it comes to just everyday living and interaction with people and words all happen in those first few years, formative years of your life. And you build a foundation on which to build for the rest of your life. And that's why it's important for us to build our children with words of affirmation when they're young so that when they're older, they will be able to live productive lives. <clears throat> Boy, it's a powerful memory. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes uh, we use words uh, that are discouraging, uh, and it will have a long-term effect. And so remember we talked about, imagine your eight-month-old your eight who's, who's finally gaining strength and balance and confidence to stand and begin to try to, to walk and to, to take those first steps. We encourage them. And in every event in a person's life, uh, we need somebody to, to help and to encourage with words uh, of affirmation and uh, affection. Um, this, this works with teaching social skills. You know, as a parent, we have to teach our children how to exist uh, in our culture. Uh, one parent would, would teach their child this way. Uh, they would say, you know, I saw you share your toys or, or this with another child that you know I'm proud of you because you, you, you figure that it's it's a good thing to share with people what does that do it builds their self-esteem uh, it builds them to a into a place where they it's not just about them it's not just about being selfish it's about being open and giving uh, to others uh, one parent used this it says I saw you take the time to, to listen to your friend uh, after the game, even though he was upset and, and, and distraught about that, but you took the time, you listened to him, and you encouraged him, and I think he felt good about that. I'm proud of you because you did that. What does that do for your child? It, it, it gives them the sense that 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 uh, that they can do something to 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 give to other people, just just like you're giving to them words of affirmation and those are things that will help us and so maybe the greatest enemy though of encouraging our children is anger how many of you ever been angry before how many of you've ever communicated to your children in anger I have yeah I have and there have been times where I've gone back afterwards and I thought And, you know, and as you said, uh, earlier in our lives, we didn't always have wings and halos. And, and, and uh, I find myself, uh, when I give thought to it, or maybe even, because even in parenting, you see the parenting skills, you, sometimes you pass those on to your children. Now they have children, and then you see things that they're doing. And I've, I had to say to my oldest, uh, when I'm when I'm saying to him, maybe you shouldn't. He said, "Well, Dad," I said, "Well, I learned on you, so you know." And I had to find myself also having to apologize for some things 
that I've done early with, with them. There's nothing wrong to apologizing to your children when you've been wrong. That says more to them than a whole lot of things that you could say. We're not always right. Sometimes the way we communicate things, what, what we may be communicating to them may be right, but how we communicate it may be wrong. Anger is not a way that we need to try to encourage our children. Parents of adult children, uh, the more anger you harbor, the more anger you will dump onto your children. Sometimes uh, if we hold things on the inside and we never really deal with it, uh, it'll come out. It'll come out through our communication uh, with our children and to others. And so anger is the greatest enemy of encouraging our children. You ever seen a, a, a parent uh, that's always angry with their children? Or that's always angry? I can almost guarantee you that person is always angry. If you look at other relationships, especially those with spouse and children, there is some kind of conflict that's there. Anger is something that we have to deal with. and We can't allow it to reside on the inside of us. Proverbs says this, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Here's, here's one that I like. <clears throat> you know, the volume of our voice sometimes is the greatest influence over how our children will react. One child was, was asked about their relationship with their parent, and the child says, you know, the, the parent tells me not to yell, but they're always yelling at me. That goes back to do as I say, not as I do. So it's important how we communicate uh, to our children. It's not easy sometimes to control our anger, especially when our children do things that we know that we've raised them better. We know that they know better. We know that the decisions that they made, they were just ignorant. And it's easy sometimes to allow uh, anger to rise up. It is easy to issue commands and edicts of how things are going to be. It's easy as a parent. This is what's going to happen and this is the way it's going to be because I'm the parent and you're the child. Words of encouragement. A part of loving our children is guiding them to be responsible adults. This oftentimes means molding their ethical and moral behavior. Sometimes we can give the right message in the wrong manner. A positive message uh, in a negative manner will always reap a negative result. I want you to think about this. Let's go to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were created. All of the things that God gave to them, all of the instructions that God uh, gave to them, there was only one thing that he told them that they couldn't do. All of the other things he told them they could do. But he says, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you can't eat thereof. 
because in the day that you eat thereof, you're going to surely die. Look at Israel. Moses went up to the top of the mount, came down with a bunch of laws and commandments. Many of those were prohibit, pro, pro, prohibited. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm from Alabama, so my tongue gets tied up a little bit. But then a lot of those things were positive. Let's go to the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus talking to those that were around. When you go through what we call the Beatitudes, those things that he communicated to them were positive. So, so what, what am I saying? As a parent, it's more than just saying, don't, don't do this. Don't go there. Don't, don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't do this. Don't do that. Even though those things have to be said, we have to teach them those things, but we also want to teach them in positive, constructive ways. And words are the vehicle by which we do that. You know, we do, we do live our lives as an example to them, but we also have to teach them and affirm them through the words that we speak. Yes, sir. You know, I was just thinking also, but we need to be careful as well because then you have those parents that goes to the other extreme and just always trying to be the good friend and stuff and never correcting their child. The word doesn't say that, it, it, it says that we, we can become angry but sin not. And I see where when God was talking to Moses, you know, he kept talking back and forth to him and uh, he, where he got to a point where he became angry so we, if anger shouldn't be our first option. And we're going to get angry because we're emotional. Okay? We have all a range of emotions. The Bible says be angry and sin not. The, 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 the thing that I want you to take from that is, is don't allow your anger to cause you to say things that you will later regret. And that's what happens sometimes. We will say things that we will later regret. Cole, he was a young 10-year-old boy. Yeah, he was kind of lethargic and lazy. He just kind of laid around, and his mom and dad were concerned, though, because they felt like he wasn't uh, the normal 10-year-old boy. And, and so they wanted to encourage uh, Cole. And so they began to, you know, push on Cole. Cole, you need to... You know, you need to do something. You need to get up. Find your hobby. Make yourself useful. He says, Cole, they would say, you know, you ought to be thankful that you have a mom and a dad that loves you and giving you all of these opportunities, trying to get you involved in sports and giving you pets and all of those things. They would just constantly talk to Cole about. And the more they, they, they talked, the worse that he seemingly got. And so the parents, they went to a seminar on how to communicate to your children through the five love languages. During the course of, of the seminar, they realized we've been going about this the wrong way. Because you see, they, they tried gifts. They tried acts of service. They tried physical touch. They tried all of those things. But the one thing that they didn't use appropriately was words of affirmation. So this mom and this dad decided that we're going to take one month 
and, and, and we're just going to communicate to Cole words of affirmation. And they were surprised that at the end of one month's time, Cole's whole demeanor had changed. Now all of a sudden, he was interacting with his parents. He was laughing with them. He was telling jokes. They even saw him go outside with the other boys to play sports and, and to have a good time. And they realized that they were using words that were not affirming, but words that were condemning. And sometimes the words that we use with our children causes that, that repetitive cycle in their lives that we really don't want to see. So it's important to understand the words that you say to communicate affirmation to your children to show them and to tell them how much you love them. And it's more than just, I love you, okay? There are other words that you can use. Mother, mother's got something. I say that the, the, bet, the best way to do that is continually always to teach them the consequences of actions before they commit them. That then most likely they won't ever commit the acts that that you're speaking about. And, and that's a great point to close with. And, and here's a way to do that, and the author kind of covered it. You know, when, when I was a, a teenager, there were some people that, uh, that I ran with that I should not have been. And so oftentimes, um, our children will associate with them, themselves with people that we know are not good for them if I could say it that way. We could handle that one or two ways. We could tell them, don't you hang with them. You stay away from them. Look at them. Look at what they're doing. Or you could go to your child and you could talk to them about the consequences of their actions. What happens, you know, when it comes to drinking and driving, talk to them about the consequences of that and what happens. Tell them that, hey, I'm concerned about your friend, that if they continue on this path, this may be the result of their life. And so why don't we pray for that friend of yours? Now, I don't agree with their lifestyle, but we want to pray for them that the Lord can make a difference. Words of affirmation, that will cause your, your young person to say, you know what, my mom and dad, they're because they know you're right. But then they could say, you know, my mom and dad, they care for this person and maybe we as a team can help them amen so time is up pastor corner you got something no, no. i just gonna say sometimes you have lessons like this and they can really stir up a lot of emotions in you and uh we are adults and and we need to remember that as you grow up if you weren't raised the right way or your parents made mistakes, I often look at, uh, in fact, my folks aren't here right now, but uh, just things that had gone on. It helped me understand when I look back on my mom and dad's life. See, my dad was driving one time with the kids that they had, got in a car accident. He blamed himself for my, son, uh, my brother being killed in a car accident. That can have a very emotional impact on maybe him not getting as close to me for fear of losing me. Just talking to yourself and understanding maybe why our parents had made some 
you know, mistakes helps in us loving them and reaching out, reaching out to them. And, and sometimes, too, encouragement does come in different ways. For boys, you know, I enjoyed that drill sergeant. I did. I, when I had my first male teacher, and he'd make us tedge up. And, you know, he didn't treat us like little girls. He, he was rough on us a little bit. I like that. And, and my dad had a way of encouraging. One time my cousin was, we were uh, going down the Ohio River. And I was younger than him. I was two years younger. And, and there was a rope hang from this tree and go into the water but we were afraid to climb up there and and swing in and uh, we'd go from you know the ground and swing in but from that tree we'd get up there and and no we weren't going to do that we were scared well my cousin was up there my dad came by said what you boys doing said well we're thinking about swinging down larry said no i ain't gonna do it dad said boy you swing you jump and you swing no uncle fred no no i don't want Boy, you better, yeah, I mean, he got all, oh, you're going to get, you do it, you're going to get a whipping, you know. Now, I know some of you ladies thinks, oh, uh, that's the best thing for my cousin. My cousin's dad had died. He didn't have a dad, okay. He swung down, because he's afraid of getting a whipping. He swung down that water, jumped off, and I mean, he ran up there and did it again and again and again and again. I don't know why dad never made me do it. I hold that against my dad. No. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I was two years younger and he thought maybe I couldn't, couldn't have, but he did. I, but I wished, and I never had the courage, the encouragement to get up and do that. So I missed out on that. I just kept doing it from the ground because I didn't have enough courage in myself to do it by myself. But I know if dad would have said, Andy, you're going to get a whipping, I would have done it. And I missed out on all that fun. My cousin was going up there doing and doing it, and I never had the courage. So, hey, sometimes different ways of encouraging. You know what I'm saying? I don't want us beating ourselves up over some, you know, some things. We're learning. We're on a process. We're learning. I'm learning. Praise God. Let's all stand. Remember, there's no, there's no perfect parent. We're all learning. I look back. There are things that I could have done different, things I could have done better. You know, I look back on my mom and dad. There's things that I think that they could have done different or better. They could have spoiled me more, but <laughs> just, just life. It's just life. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time, for your word. I pray for this people. Help us, oh God, to affirm one another, Lord, with good words, words of peace and joy and love. Help us to affirm our children that they would be the people that you have desired for them to be. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.